Feeding America and the Ad Council. Lifting every voice till earth and heaven ring. This is Word Radio, 96.1 FM and 900 AM WURD, Philadelphia. Black Talk Media. That we're welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. That's Rodney Darkchild Jerkins and company addressing the whole song about the COVID nineteen uh, situation, ladies and gentlemen. Let me say before I get to my guests online right now, um, I hope everybody's staying safe. Wear a mask if you have to go to the store. Protect yourself. That COVID nineteen virus is no joke. I've had students. I've had people. You know, I know people across the board who've had that COVID nineteen virus, and it is no joke. Do not play with this, and you know, don't be like the knuckleheads who gathered in Lansing, Michigan, and in Harrisburg, brandishing AR fifteens. You know, because they, you know, who knows? They may come down that with that, you know, and affect a whole lot of other people. We do not need any anybody else to be sick at this situation right now. We really need everybody to try to stay healthy as you can and you know because this this is no joke this is not a joke and i think that people really have to take care of themselves okay we got um and before we get to john mitchell who's on the line with us i want to talk to john from the philadelphia tribune but let let me get through uh james from west philly james let's go what's happening man how you doing james from west philly is, you, uh, you with uh, me? Bill. Yeah, Bill. Okay. Oh, Bill. From where? Yeah. Bill from Yaden. Okay, Bill, how yeah. are you? I'm doing well. I'm enjoying your show. I'm not Some of the things um, trouble me about um, this world we live in today, but I will say one thing that, especially on this Mother's Day, because the gentleman who is jogging, his mother must wake up every day now for the rest of her life with right. that pain in her heart, and it'll never be the same, because if you lose your mother, if you lose... Let's say somebody through natural means of somebody in your family. The pain is, is horrible, but for her to have to go through this, especially around Mother's Day, and to be suffering the way she is, I just have to pray every day that she somehow can get through the rest of her life because we all know we're losing a loved one. One, one thing quickly I want to say is we do live in a corrupt world, and um, the, I always go back to when I see something like that happening, it says, look... Look at our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. the the Roman The Roman judge Pontius Pilate says, "I see no fault in this man," but nevertheless, they demanded he be executed. And so right. we have the story of the cross. So the bottom line is, even the the, the Savior was was executed and had no, no committed no crime, except for the fact that he rubbed a few people the wrong way in his ideology. So. We live in a world where it's 
be have to really be careful. Like in the South, you didn't. I didn't think that stuff really went on anymore. I must be naive. But now there you go. Proves to me that some people just can't move forward. The darn shame it really is. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that, Bill. It's yeah, a darn I, shame. That, I mean, years ago, I was white and I was afraid to, to drive through the South because you drive through the wrong place and some hopped up sheriff throw you in jail for having a bad taillight. You no, nobody ever wow, hears from you. That's true. You got to be careful. So one thing I do always suggest is try not to be alone. And I know that sounds crazy in this country, but um, I always say have a companion with you because there are a lot of people that go out jogging that never come home. That's Just true. Be careful. True. And all I can say again is uh, this world we live in is is corrupted. So, all the, but there are still some good people. Um, right. There are some good people who cannot get over the, this story. I mean, I'm, I, I'm, I'm just appalled. Beyond that, I was just, I can't yeah. get out. I'm beside myself. It's like, how could two people gang up on one guy like this unarmed? It just doesn't make any sense. It's like it, you gotta, you got to ask yourself, what are these people thinking? What the heck's the matter with them? But it goes to show you yeah. they, live in their, they live in their own little world where they probably don't ha- have any contact with any sane people they live in their own little crazy world where um they just think everybody that whoever they determine is the bad guy they can go after so all i can say is um let's say a prayer for the mother of that young man and hope that she can get through the pain and suffering every day for the rest of her life i feel like crying right now yeah i I know I, i know the pain that people can suffer from that yeah, no, no doubt about that, Bill. Thank you for your call, man. I, I, I really, I really appreciate that because that's what it comes down to is that that this mother will be missing her son on Mother's Day. Plus, he celebrated a birthday this week, and it's senseless, man. I mean, I never thought that here I am somewhere in my fifties, and um, and I never thought we would be that we would have to be talking about this ever again there's somebody getting killed for no reason but yet it, it continues to happen and um, and it doesn't help that the man who's who's our president of the United States is where I will bring in John Mitchell you know it doesn't help that he encourages these crazies it encourages these people you know even with the whole thing with COVID-19 you know I'm still afraid what's going to happen you know, when they open up, because I'm not I'm not sure unless we have a vaccine in place. But we have John Mitchell. John, you know, I, I want to talk about this situation on several layers. One, that it happened. But then when the athletes, when the athletes speak out against it, there's always a voice trying to smack them down, saying that, you know, shut up and just play and all this other stuff. And, you know, but but I wonder about I had Melanie, I had Melanie Eversley on. There are a lot of job people who right now are probably justifiably afraid. What are your thoughts on this? Well, yeah, there, there, there's a talking class that will. This is this is how America has responded to uh, protestations coming from black people ever since America was ever since America's inception and before it became uh, America. That whenever black people speak up, like for instance, in this case, y'all, you've already heard it. Well, what could uh, this uh, Ahmad Arbery have been doing? 
that would precipitate these these good white people jumping out of their pickup truck truck and blowing his intestines out all over a, a street in Georgia. It can never be the perniciousness and the evil wickedness of institutional racism and nauseating white supremacy of this country uh, manifesting itself in what it does and what it has been. There always has to be a black person responsible for his own death. Michael Brown in in uh, in 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 in, in, Louis, in St. Louis had to be responsible. And Ferguson, uh, Ferguson, Missouri. Yeah, Ferguson had to have done something to precipitate this white cop for shooting him. Eric Garner, whose only crime was selling cigarettes, because he's in a racist America that prevents African Americans from getting employment. So he's trying to get employment in the only way that he knows how at this point. And 10 cops come out, and one of them says, okay, we know what the best thing to do right here is to strangle this man, this grandfather, so that his kids will never, ever see him, put their arms around him, or be ever to embrace him ever again. We must kill him. And then we will not have a grand jury in panels because this is what white America does. It protects its killers and its slave catchers all the time at any cost. And it is an institution in this country that somehow has to die. It has to die. And it can only be executed and eradicated when white people who benefit from this say this is wrong. Well, it'll end. And I, I don't see white Americans doing that. I don't. You know, and, and I appreciate your last call because yes, there are some damn good white people out here. Uh, there are damn good people out here. But this is how you have to, this has to be eradicated, man. We, we're stuck here in a pandemic. And we see how the pandemic is impacting black people who are in our position because of institutional racism as much as we are anything else. Uh, and you see yeah. the toll that it's taking here. And after we move beyond this pandemic, institutional racism will, will try to elect an out-and-out racist dog whistle, re-elect a racist dog-whistling bigot to the presidency. So that's where we are. That's, that, that's absolutely where we are. And I think that you know, and if he is, and, and, and if and if somehow Trump is reelected, you know, you, you know. Being black while jogging will probably be the least of our problems, but that's I mean, but that's but but that but you're right. That's the sentiment that we have in this country, and I wish more people like the uh, like like my last one. I wish more white people because I don't want to get up here and tell people you know like Bill from Yaton. I wish more more white people would would express themselves and say, hey, look, this is wrong. This is not America. And, you know, because and the thing is, I wish that would happen because, you know, in this situation, I mean, we shouldn't be dealing with this. We should right. not be dealing with this to the point to where Denise tells me the other day, Chris, don't wear don't wear your, your my URD hoodie or my or my Black Panther hoodie, you know, why because it's cold outside. Because because I always use that as excuse me, I don't feel like walking out. It's cold outside, so I want right. to you know wear wear some have something to wear. But I'm afraid, and I live in a part of Maryland that you know, like I say, the Klan is not too far away down in I think Northeast or Rising Sun, and so. 
you know, it's it's just a situation where you know you're afraid. You know, my mother worries about me all the time. If I'm going, if, if she used to worry about me, if I'm going, if I'm walking at night, because in the summertime I'm not gonna walk. I don't think I'm gonna do my walk and my exercise while the sun is out because it's hot. Okay, yeah. and so now we have a situation where you know when I look at then then I read I see LeBron James's you know tweet, and I'm gonna tell you something. You know, we since we've been watching, I guess the Last Dance, and they, and they force you hear the sidebar conversation about Michael Jordan versus LeBron James. I take LeBron James. I know, yeah, Jordan might be might be the greatest clutch scorer of ever, but when I look at the 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 you know the holistic LeBron James, the guy who's a great player on the court and all that. But when I look at what he he does in his community and the heart and the courage that he has to speak out, I'm with LBJ all the way. I'm 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 like you know hey hey LBJ mean LeBron James not Lyndon Baines Johnson. But the thing is I'm with LeBron James all the way, and I want want you to talk about what are your thoughts on on LeBron as an athlete you know speaking out and does that kind of lift his you know. You know, and I'm not saying he's doing it intentionally, but does that lift him in terms of his status as on, on the same level as Ali or somebody who's willing to speak out? Does it does it does it lift him to that level? Yeah, well, you, you know what? I mean, I, lo- I love LeBron James. I love Colin Kaepernick. Uh, Muhammad Ali did it when he had everything to lose. Uh, right. And absolutely. Lost, yeah. And, uh, and he and he lost everything. Uh, and so in my mind, Muhammad Ali will be the the greatest amalgamation of a sports and cultural icon that this planet has ever seen. Um, right, okay. But there's nothing to take anything away from LeBron James. LeBron James has started schools that will lift black children out of poverty. Uh, children who were hopeless, who had no means, will, will find a way to at least have one more significant arrow in their quiver to battle this evil and pernicious institutional racism that exists in this country. So, and it's interesting because and I, you know, I know we're going into Jason Whitlock. Jason Whitlock has, has made a career of being a, an Uncle Tom in the media. No one, no African American, for the most part, likes Jason Whitlock who works in sports media. You and I have worked in sports media for years, so we know this. I've and been in places where, where Jason Willock has been, so, yeah. Yeah, so, so what Jason uh, will do is he'll trot out, cause he, he trot out this ridiculous notion that LeBron was trying to bring attention to himself over the weekend on Twitter uh, and trying to, you know, place himself on par with, you know, with, with Michael Jordan, who will always be criticized by many for not addressing the, the, the Gad situation, the Gad-Jesse Helm situation of the 1990s, which was spoken about in the documentary. So, uh, right. so with Whitlock attacking LeBron James, he's just saying, because if you go to Jason Whitlock's Twitter feed, the, the MAGA people love him. The MAGA people love him in the same way that they love uh, Diamond and Silk. Uh, Candace oh, Owens. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah, he's in the same boat with them. Uh, and that he knows that the only way that Fox, the thing that Fox wants him, you know, he's a host to speak for yourself. 
you know, he's with, uh, and, and I love his co-host. I can't, the football player, I can't remember his name. The defensive end from the uh, Buffalo Bills right now, I can't remember his name. Um, yeah, I know, I know he's not. Marcellus Wiley. But what Jason does is yeah. he, he sits there and he, he sees the moment and says, let me seize upon this moment where this black guy is saying things about equality. Uh, and black people, you know, basically accuse, you know, LeBron tweeted out that they were being hunted. And we are. As we just saw a man get his intestines blown out uh, on the streets of Georgia for just jogging in the street. This happens all the time. Police always over-police black people. And oftentimes it winds up yeah. in assassination, in, 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 a, in a sanction and pardon assassination of a black person. American right. Because that guy... Go ahead. America, Go ahead. Go ahead, man. America really is... I believe personally, I bet, you know, and people may say, oh, you're, I think America's sickness is incurable. Um, I know the politically correct thing is to say we're working on overcoming, but I don't think we're putting a real effort as a nation into overcoming our, you know, this, this elephant in the room uh, that's been here since 1619, and some would say before that. You know, I, I don't think we're making it. And, and, and you know what? If, if, if this monster gets reelected, this incompetent monster is reelected whenever the election will be held. It, it, it will not only be a, a strike against people who want right and good things of America, people who are hopeful, but it, 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 you know, it, it will continue to destroy the Constitution. I don't want to get off topic, but you know, yeah, I know, I know what you're saying. No, no, you absolutely. You're absolutely right about that, uh, John. I mean, the thing is, and it's going to have its effect in sports because the thing is, is that now, I mean, you, 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 the, the tone of this country. I said, I said, forty years ago, as a teenager, that Reagan set the tone of the country by basically saying, "Greed is good and screw poor people." And yeah, yeah. right now, this is this this is what this is what Trump is trying to do. Now, when we get back on the whole sports thing, it's the same thing. It's the same thing he said about Colin Kaepernick. And anytime a black person speaks out, but I, but but even worse are the black people who you know who who, who co-sign with the Trump and, and who co-sign that kind of oppression. Let me go to Gary from Southwest Philly. Gary, what's happening? What do you think about all of this? Hey, how you doing? Um, you know, Chris, I was I'm listening, and um, when you were saying this is like uh, this is not the uh, this is not America, but in actuality, I'm just going to disagree with you slightly. This is how America has right. no, always I, been for us, you know. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, I agree know. with you on that. You're right. You, you're right to say, yeah. I mean, you know, that I'm saying America, what America's supposed to be. But you're right. But go on. I'm sorry. Well, well, well. If you think about America in the beginning, first of all, white people don't want to admit the racism and the injustice to our people because then they would have to admit their guilt. If it wasn't for my ans, your and my ancestors, America wouldn't be America today. And um, when it comes to sports, Muhammad Ali is, man, that's my hero, man. He At the height of his career, he came out, and they basically took all his earning potential away, even though he still made a little change here and there. But I'm going to say this. Colin Kaepernick, you know, hey, look, he took that knee and he made a point. In my opinion, every one of those other mm -hmm. black NFL players in particular should have sided with him and knelt. I don't understand, like, you know, they're millionaires and whatever, but the bottom line, when it comes to, down to it, you're still black. And because you have right. that status and a little bit of money, to me, it's a, 
it's a form of betrayal. And, 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 and quite frankly, you know, I play ball in school. My sons play ball. I love sports. But sports right now does not have a, a real place in, in, in my, in my uh, passion for what's going on right now because our people are being murdered. And when that last video clip, nothing has changed in America for black people as far as them murdering us and doing whatever they want to do with us whenever they please. And I think we have to get to the point where we understand that. Like LeBron, I give him kudos for coming out and saying he started the school. He's doing some great things. But you know what? All the rest of these athletes, they need to, you know, shut it down and come out and say something. Because you know what? I have two sons, Chris. And I'm sorry, mm -hmm. man. Like I, one of them, his birthday was one day away from Trayvon Martin. They're the same age. And when that happened, right. man, that just kind of ripped my heart out. And I said, wow, how many times has my son gone to the store to pick mm -hmm. up whatever it is he wants to get, snack, but he was able to come back home? And we've had our own experiences, but I want to elaborate on with police officers. And um, this stuff is real. I'm a, I grew up in the time when Rizzo was in office. We were pulled over coming from the basketball court, about 12 of us coming from practice. Officer told us to line up against the wall, and we we were young. We were like 13, maybe 14. He says, line up against the wall. And we started laughing. We didn't really realize how much danger we were really in. He told us, if any one of you tries anything, I have six bullets in this gun, and it's the guys I shoot. He said, six of you will die. It took wow. me years later to think about that. And my friends, we talk about it still today because we're still close. We didn't realize how much yeah. danger we were rich in. And, nothing, and I'm just going to end on this, Chris. We have to do better as a people than what we're doing. We had so many people who sacrificed for us. Malcolm X, Martin Luther King, Mega Evers. And we're playing. We can't keep playing. These people don't mean us any good at all. And if he gets in there a second term, wow. Even now, wearing these masks, I was talking to my wife. I feel funny wearing this mask because when I walk in the store, they say, well, we felt threatened because this black man, I'm six, two and a half, six, three. Uh, he walked in here with a mask on. We didn't know what he was going to do. We better wow. wake up. Thank you. Okay, on that note, we got to go to break. Wow, enough, John, we get you to respond when we come back for the break. You're listening to 96.1 FM, 900 AM, WURD. The Chris Murray Report will be right back. Support independent black media and join the forward movement now at 215-425-7875 or visit wordradio.com. Pico has many ways to help you lower your energy usage and save money at home. Here's one. If your heating and cooling system is more than 20 years old, it may be time for your contractor to replace it with a high-efficiency Energy Star certified model. You'll get a rebate from Pico and save on your monthly electric bill. You'll find a list of new heating and cooling system rebates at pico.com rebates. Or you can call one 5 pico save for all the details. Plus, find instant discounts on smart thermostats and more at pico.com slash marketplace. There's free shipping on orders over $49. Want the latest in word swag? Check out the shop tab on wordradio.com. Hoodies, tees, and more in a variety of colors. The shop tab on wordradio.com. Show the world that you're all about black. Talk media. Word TV. We're streaming live video of this conversation right now. Tune in on YouTube at On Word. Or on Facebook at Forward. Word TV. Black. Talk media. 
Ladies and gentlemen, the late, the late little Richard. Man, oh man, oh man, I miss you know that he will be missed. And that guy, like I said, like I say again, to me, he was James Brown and Mars Day and anybody you want to talk about before those guys became who they are. And that, and I can not can. And here's the thing, young people, if y'all listening, I didn't live in that era. I didn't live in the fifties, but I appreciate that era. Okay, now. Um, um, John, before we get back to you, I got, I got James from West Philly on, and he, he wanted to respond. He was on with us earlier, but we got him in. James, go ahead. What, what do you got to say with, with us today? Okay, well, I want to bring up the subject of a uh, – I don't like to mention his name, a certain uh, so-called sports journalist that you mentioned earlier. I call him Jason Whitless. That's what I call him. Um, who was upset <laughs> at LeBron. Yeah, that's, that's my name for him, Jason Whitless. Uh, he's upset because LeBron ha- uh, ex- expressed himself, okay? But, you know, uh, I don't know if you saw the, the battle, the, uh, the war of words that he got into a couple weeks ago with Jamel Hill and Bamani Jones about about the kicker that the uh, Patriots draft. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. The kicker right. had, a, uh, had a tattoos of a white supremacist group, and my, uh, Hill and Bamani Jones call, called him out. And Jason Whitlock took offense to that, Saying that they should that they should leave him alone, that it doesn't matter. Why should why should they dig into his background? But yet, Jason Whitlock's witless finds no problem with NFL teams of uh, asking you know players about their mothers being prostitutes, like the Cowboys did with Des Bryant. Uh, he finds right. no problem that they dig into the background of black players routinely. You know, if if you have a second cousin who gets into who goes to jail for something. You know, they'll, they'll ask the players about that. He, he finds nothing wrong with that. You know, and you're right. He's the one that's been, uh, that's been building his brand on the, on, the, on the backs of black people because he knows, he knows of, the, of the hatred for black people in this country, and he's been building his brand. Anytime black people speak up or, you know, cry out about racism, here comes Jason Whitless telling black people to be quiet. He's right. a disgrace is what he is. And he's a punk. Wow. John, yeah. your response to that? No, he's exactly right. You know, I, I won't go as far as calling him a punk, but you're absolutely right. You know, I, I've known Jason for years. I knew him when he was, uh, when I was covering sports, and, uh, when I was covering the NBA at all places, the Washington Times, um, Jason was in Kansas City. Uh, and, 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 you know, as, as an African-American sports writer, whenever we got together at these big sport events, we all, Came together, and one time he told me uh, he's like John. He says, "You know, I, I think I'm the best black sports writer in in, in in the nation." And I told him, "I what best sports columnist in the nation?" And at the time, there may have been five of us. Uh, you know, Michael Wilmot, right. who's significantly better than Jason Whitlock. Um, uh, and I, I was going to say you and I, you and I, are significantly better than Jason yeah. Whitlock. <laughs> yeah, and I told him, I, I said, Jason, don't you see how you're marginalizing the black experience? I said, Jason, 
you know, for, first of all, for you to say that you're the best black sports writer, you're, you're creating this subdivision is what it sounds like. So you're basically saying, yeah, I'm the best black sports writer, but these white guys, I can't touch them. And, and you know, so we're, we're automatically relegated below these white sports writers, even though the guy who's widely seen as the best white sports columnist, uh, Mitch Album, is, is, a, is, is a plagiarizer. And I can say that with no fear of repercussions because everybody knows about how he plagiarized about that story about the Final Four as a columnist. And, and, and so for him to say that I am the best black sports writer, best black sports columnist, it's like the problem is, number one, you're really getting yourself, you know, as, as if, hey, I'm in the B team, the white guys are on the A team. Number two, more importantly, why don't you do something to change it? Because this is not rocket science writing your opinion about sports, you know. So why don't right. you stop? Why don't you stop contributing to the satchel paging of talented black sports writers and open the door? And he had no response. And one time, Jason and I had a and we had a relationship. And I don't dislike Jason. Wow. I have a problem with African Americans who do what Jason Jason does. You know, for every time there is an we issue, speak out, and right, or every time there's an issue of race, uh, which is an obvious truth. I mean, let's be honest. LeBron James spoke up about a man who was just blown away, twenty six years old for jogging. And if you're, you're go- and we're going to be talking about this again. Uh, before we get out of the pandemic, beyond the pandemic, we will con- still, still continue to have black men, boys, Tamir Rice gets assassinated by the Cleveland police. These assassinations will continue. And until America has a problem with it, and, I, and again, I don't see America having the necessary, the prerequisite anger towards these situations to move out of it. I'm sorry. Uh, you know, we're going to continue to have these problems because America has been given the opportunity over and over and over and over and over and over again and to say, hey, this has got to end, but it hasn't. Here we are. Uh, yep. Hey, I got I, I, I got to go. Sorry to interrupt me, but you're right. I got to go to Brother Wasset from Southwest Philly. Brother Wasset. South? Hope I got that right. How's everybody doing? Everybody's doing okay. How are you? And I'll start with your research. You're talking about this gentleman, Jason. Uh, but I'm not even a sports person, sports enthusiast. But I think that one of the things that we understand is that white America celebrates their roots and their uncle Tom. You know, and, and there are black people who know that. So as long as you're speaking out or saying things to prayers and think about black people, they will continue to reward you and elevate you. That's number one. Um, number two, uh, black people to fix our relationship with white America because as you've already stated um, this is this is not going to stop um, this is this is going to continue um, and what ends up happening is that we make a little bit of noise but then there'll be another like you said there'll be another Michael Brown there'll be another Jimmy Rice and it goes on and on and so until black people fix their relationship with America you know we have this love like we're literally there's a book called Addicted to White, and we're literally addicted to white America. It seems like this relationship between a master and a slave, that no matter what they do to us, we still come back, you know, begging for their love and their appreciation. And we we have to fix that behavior, because until we do, we're going to continue to find ourselves in 
understand is this is what America was built on. America is dripping with the blood of not only our ancestors, but from people around the world. So this is never going to change. We cannot focus on changing the behavior of white America. Um, and we also have to understand, I heard you say that, and I got to get this point in real quick, um, about there being good white people. Um, and I would, I, I would disagree, and let me tell you why. I don't want to hear about the good white people who come on the radio station and basically speak out against it, but you do nothing in your actions. You know, words don't mean anything. You know, so if you really... That's true. Dr. This, King said that, too. Yeah, this is the sickness of America, you know, and, and, and what's so crazy is that, you know, that, that all of these people, particularly white people who, who profess to be Christians, I'm a Christian, I'm God this and I'm God that. I'm just trying to figure out what Bible are you reading? Do you know they had the Facebook post where there were a group of white Christians that basically for these two, they just murdered, you know, our brother. They're supporting him. They had like over two. They had, they're built, they're, they're uh, putting on fundraisers so that they can support them, saying that they're good people. These are the good white people that we're talking about. Where did you see that? Where did you see that? Um, I, somebody copied it and sent it to me because what's, the, what's been happening is that um, a lot of black people are getting blocked or getting their accounts temporarily suspended because of some of the comments that we're making about this recent situation. Um, I actually was blocked, um, was put in Facebook jail, whatever you want to call it, for 24 hours, and then somebody sent me a post of all of these disparaging comments that they're making about, you know, this brother of mine who just got murdered, and then showed me where they had, like, about almost 250. They, they created a separate group for these individuals, and they want donations, and they're, they're collecting money uh, to support him, saying that these are two good people. That's what we're yeah, up against. I, and I have no doubt. I'm not questioning you. I, I completely believe it. A lot right. of what you see. Right. Go ahead. Go ahead, John. A, a lot of what we see now coming from the, 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 the white Christian fundamentalists is basically American voodoo. Uh, it's, it's not based in Christ. It's not based in Christianity. Uh, it builds itself on everything that Donald Trump is, stands against. Um, he's, a, he's a philanderer with three wives. Uh, He's had these dalliances with porno actresses. Can you imagine if Barack Obama were in a similar situation? They would say, shave his head so we can see the three sixes on his head because this man is the Antichrist. You know? mm-hmm. So, um, so, so I, I completely no, believe that those, those type of groups exist and, uh, and that they will be funded by what is the so-called white Christian. It's, it's that same white Christianity that gave rise to the Ku Klux Klan. It's, it's, and and, and, it, and it, these are the same snake handlers you see who are saying who, who believe that God is the same is is cut from the same white supremacy cloth that they're cut from. They believe that their heaven is to them heaven is a segregated place with black uh, black and white water fouls. Trust and believe. Trust and believe. That's their Christianity. Right. It's sort of like the old, old Louis Farrakhan song, A White Man's Heaven is a Black Man's Hell. Um, right. We got, um, <laughs> we got Maurice from Southwest Philly. And uh, Maurice, what do you got to say about all this? Well, for, first of all, I am Chris Murray. I want everybody to know that. And well, number you. one, let me tell you something. We had a chance to straighten out a white America 
the athletes didn't fail. We failed the athletes. When okay. Colin Kaepernick took that knee, he didn't ask for our participation. He did that on his own. Mm-hmm. And the problem was, we didn't follow up. Can you imagine today, uh, if it wasn't for this virus, that all the stadiums and stuff would be open, and every time they played that ridiculous national anthem, people, black people, took a knee. They couldn't hide it from the camera. They might try to black it out, but the world would know. Black people do not kneel, I mean, do not put their hand on their heart for that nonsense. And they're standing up. We know in the Constitution, we're still not registered as a whole person. Most people don't even know that. See, we got to start acting black and be black and stop this fake game we're doing. We always want somebody else to lead, but we don't want to participate. Remember, back in Martin's days, those people probably took the only good suit they had, and they know they was going to get an ass whooping, and went down and protest. <laughs> they know they're going to get fired. They know they was going to be put ashamed. They know they was going to be blackmailed, but they did, and they went on the front line with their wives. Yeah, so yeah. we don't want to. We want to talk revolutionary, no, but we don't want to be revolutionary. We want to fake the game. It could, it takes sacrifice. When I worked up at Gradyford Prison, and they told us, told the black guards we couldn't go on the Million Man March. Matter of fact, when we left on the Million Man March to go, we took fifteen white guards with us. That's how powerful we was. We like, well, I guess you ain't going to see us then. And we did it anyway. And they had to lock the jail down. And when we got back. We ain't hear a word about it because we don't stick together. They got to stick together to do these things. And that's what so upsets me is that we always want to blame somebody else or want to use somebody else's money when we can do it ourselves. I, I don't follow trends. I don't follow Twitter. I don't follow Facebook. I do what I want to do. I'm not listening to you about somebody else. I'm doing what I think is right. And that's the problem. We followers, we're sheep. And I'm sick and tired of hearing us crying about what the white man is doing to something to us instead of us doing something back. If we don't want to fight, do it with our dollar. But we won't do it. Or do it politically. Vote. You know, get involved in some way. Uh, no, we and I, we, we taught that's the white man's way to vote. We taught stupidity about that nonsense. Remember, we come from Black yeah. Wall Street. We know how to do it. And we don't follow our own blueprint. I'm from Black Wall Street. My ancestor was John Merrick. Remember, Black Wall Street had indoor plumbing. White people didn't even have that then. So think about that one. Okay, I will think about Maurice. Thank you for your call. Okay, now I got another. I got I got another Maurice on with us. Maurice from North Philadelphia. Maurice from Mo from North Philadelphia. What's happening, brother? Hey, Chris. Good how's everything. I want to make a couple points. This is the first point here. We keep worrying about what these folks doing with Donald Trump. If the right wing Christian support him, so what? That's what they're supposed to do. That's their leader. The key is who's going to do a blueprint for Black America. That's the key. That's the question. Yeah, and, and, who's gonna, and who's going to make it safe for us to even walk and jog the streets? We we're not even safe going out of our front door. It's almost like every day we go out of our door, even before the pandemic. Even before the pandemic, black folk always have to watch out. I don't care if it's LeBron James. I don't care if it's myself, John Mitchell, or yourself. We we go out here and we're unsafe. You know, I'm where I, I live in a town. I live in a I, I live in a I live in a town where you know 
I, I wonder about, you know, like I said, I, I used to go to the store. My thing was, all, I had to go to the store late at night, go to a 24-hour CVS or, 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 or Walmart, pick up, you know, a bag of chips or something or and all that. I, I have to worry about that now. I, I'm, I have to watch my back out here because some, you know, like I said, you get into some tussle with some redneck. And you know in this situation with Arbery, I, I, I get the feeling it's going to be the same thing with George Zimmerman. They're not going to find this guy guilty. It's going to go back to Emmett Till, all these people. They're not going to find these guys guilty. Am I right? I mean, y'all, I mean what, what's the over-under? I mean, I'm willing, I'm willing to take all y'all's money you know, to bet. To, to basically bet. Go ahead, go ahead, Rob. I mean, go ahead, um, Maurice. The question is this. When they arrest the band, right? There was right. no there was no record established to yesterday to they arrest the guy. There's still no record established, Chris, because they they haven't been mm-hmm. a player in hearing. Right. You know what I'm saying? Until they have a player in hearing, you don't have a court record. Mm. So number two is married I mean his his lawyer is saying, Well, don't use the video. Don't look don't use their defense. Don't 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 take their statements. What are you gonna use against these guys except the video? In their statements. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you, you understand I mean, what I'm saying? If you look at it, so, no way they did. so if you don't use the video and you don't have the video, which you want to prosecute the guy that took the video, this is not an open and shut case because you got to find out. We got to put the motions aside and say what happened between him running and he came in contact with these guys. There's no, there's mm-hmm. nothing there because only one know are the people that was there. Only mm-hmm. we can go by is what the video show from there forward. Now, whether mm-hmm. or not we I, agree with him, he made a record. Why? He called the police. That's the yeah. first statement he did. Then he told the guy to watch, show the video as we chasing him. So now you got to show what was his motive of going after the guy. Right, right. You can't just say he, he, just, and can't say that he, he just came up and execute him because by him calling the police and by him showing the video, that cut that out. Mm. Now you can say that he was second or he was out of line for doing that. You can show that part, right? You know what I'm saying? But he took I, measurements in between from making contact with this guy. One by contact with police, two by taking the video. Mm. And that's that's where we got to put the motion out and understand how law works and how they're going to try to work that angle in the law. Mm-hmm. And you notice, and we got to go to break. Thank you for the call, Marcus. I got to go to break. But you notice one thing: it's the same old thing. You know, look at our attitude. Look at my attitude, John's attitude, my caller's attitude. It's like everybody knows how this is going to end, and what have you. And 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 that's and maybe I'm raising a sense of cynicism about this because I do know I I do know what the outcome is going to be, which is why sometimes you know I see my mother telling me she don't want to watch any of this because she knows everybody knows how this story ends. Ladies and gentlemen, we got to go to break. Listen to 96.1 FM, 900 AM, WRD, the Chris Murray Report. We'll be right back. This is Joanne Jenkins, CEO of AARP. As the coronavirus continues to affect us all, especially older people and those with underlying health conditions, 
AARP is here, actively supporting you and your community. Every day, we're providing updated information and tips from trusted sources. We're hosting weekly teletown halls with the nation's top health experts, advocating on your behalf with national and local lawmakers to help secure sufficient resources to meet people's needs, sharing tools to protect you and your family from fraud, and creating resources for family caregivers everywhere to help keep them and their loved ones safe and healthy. For more than 60 years, we've been here to educate, serve, and fight for older Americans. Today, you can count on AARP more than ever. Join us. We may be apart, but we don't have to be alone. Stay connected at aarp.org slash coronavirus. Business owners, be proactive before you open back up. Did you get treated with NanoShield? What is NanoShield? It's 90-day antimicrobial surface protection applied in a spray that kills COVID-19 and all germs that come in contact with its surfaces after they've been treated. Our team at NanoShield will clean your HVAC vents and filters from mold and mildew for free. For fresh air in your facilities, go to nanoviruskill.com. Or call 267-831-7718. NanoShield is EPA and FDA approved. Clean air fresh mind. No fear, just facts. W-U-R-D. What's up, Philly? It's Sincerely Sarita. As we emerge from our national crisis and begin to consider what it means to head back to school, you may want to check out Commonwealth Charter Academy, an online K-12 public school available at no cost to you. There's a bright new light shining on the advantages of cyber-schooling your children, and CCA is a market leader in using virtual classrooms over the internet to teach your children from the comfort of your own home. Visit CCAeducate.me for details on fall enrollment. CCA's fully accredited teachers create a learning environment that is flexible, safe from bullying, and protected from environmental hazards. CCA provides all materials, internet access, a laptop computer, and a headset, all at no cost to you. Visit CCAeducate.me. Once again, that's CCAeducate.me to learn more about fall enrollment. You're listening to Word Radio, 96.1 FM and 900 AM WURD, independent black media. Yeah, I feel like dancing right now, man. You know, it's like doing that. I, 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 I haven't gotten, I haven't done my doorway dance yet. I haven't, you know, because I, I gotta, I gotta find the right music to do my thing. I think I'm gonna use some Tribe Called Quest. Anyway, we're back on the line with us. We have, we have uh, two people. We we'll start with Rob from North Philly and Ben, um, Mama D from Far West. So, so Rob, what you got to say, brother? Uh hey, brother, how y'all doing today? Ah, uh, we hey, doing all right. Great, man, great. Look, this situation that we keep playing over and over again is partially our fault. And, and when you open up with a statement you made, you said, 50 years, uh, in my 50 years, I didn't expect us to continue to go through stuff like this. Mm-hmm. That, that right there says what we need to stop doing. We need to wake up and understand that this has always been going on, and it's going to continue to go on until we control our dollars. 
this is the opportunity time right now that we're locked up in these houses to to get together, strategize, and start controlling our dollars, man. Because that's the only thing they're going to pay attention to. We can march, we can shout, we can cry, we can do whatever, you know, these folks are normally doing after things like this. And a thing unless we control the dollars. When we had organizations like that burned off of the movement, like Operation Point, for example, Jesse Jackson had so much power with that organization because he was controlling the movement of money. If you didn't hire people uh, other than white people at different companies, he would call for the boycott. And the minute they boycott, they would open up the doors and different companies that are still hiring today around the globe is because of him boycotting and controlling those dollars. We got to let them know, man, if you don't do what we need you to do, we're not spending our money. Because our money is large, man. It's large collectively. It may not be independently, but collectively, it's large. And, and, and on the LeBron James thing, you know, people say, white people think that they give you a pass as a, a sports entertainer. Because they're a roof for you, uh, uh, LeBron James on the court, Michael Jordan on the court, and then walk past me and call me a ninja. You know what I'm saying? So disrespect me and disrespect yeah, no. people, I have much respect for him. Yeah, it, it reminds me of that scene in Do in, in Do the Right Thing, where Mookie, played by Spike Lee, is asking John Turturro, saying, "You know, on the one hand, you know, why, why do you keep using the N word? Your favorite player is Magic Johnson. Your other favorite artist is Prince. You know, and, and the part where John Turturro says, well, I like them because well, they're better than niggas or something like that.' I mean, yeah. it's just it, it's." And, and, but but here here's the thing, and I want I want before before I let John break in and, and respond. But one thing is one one of the things I was saying, Rob, was you know you know you're right. You always expect this to go on. But what I was trying to say was I would like to think that all these years, all the struggles of our ancestors, that this stuff would would just stop, and it hasn't. And I think what I guess I'm being a bit aspirational in that regard is like you know you don't want to see this thing occurring over and over and over again John what do you have to say I'm sorry go ahead and can I respond before you leave uh, yeah yeah sure go ahead can I respond now okay yeah go ahead go, go ahead go ahead go ahead respond this is also the reason why we're in this predicament this is why this guy's in office right now because there's a lot of millennium and people who think that this don't go on anymore this this right. was in the fifties and sixties, and we're totally we're all of a sudden free, all of us, you know now. And so they said, right. "Well, my candidate didn't make it. I'm not voting." But they didn't think this was going to happen. They didn't think the guy was going to get in. So they figured their lack of participation wasn't going to change anything. Just make a point. And those are the type of points that get us in trouble. That we think we're free. We're not free, brother. We still have to act like we're behind enemy lines because we are. But I'll let you speak, brother, and thank you. Uh, go ahead, John. I mean, that yeah. guy get to up. Go ahead, John. Yeah, I, I think there are, there are a lot of different components to all this. Uh, we, we need to exercise our self-determination. We can do it on multiple fronts. We can do it at the voting booth. We can do it in, 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 in directing our dollars, but 
to, to our business. But at some point, we have to have the self-determination. Everybody keeps coming on here and saying we're lost people, we're lost people. That becomes somewhat of an echo chamber. Uh, I, I mean, let's, right. let's just say, you know, people will look at the 2016 election and people who follow these numbers will tell you that uh, black people, if, if we had come out in Detroit, we would, we, we, the way we came out for Barack Obama, we would have won Michigan. If we had come out in Philadelphia, the way we came out for Barack Obama, we would have won Pennsylvania. If we had come out in Wisconsin, so in, in Milwaukee, the way we came out for Barack Obama, we would have won that state. Uh, we have to look. We, we can't need somebody to tell us the importance of voting and all these other things. At some point, you have to wake up and say, look, we, the man who is in office, you have to want to execute his political career with the same vim and vigor and determination that you wanted your first black president. So in other words, you have to say the same way I want the savior of politics, and I'm not saying that Barack Obama was, was a political savior for black people, you have to say, I want to kill the overseer's political career as badly as I wanted to stand outside and buy Air Jordan in Atlanta in the midst of a coronavirus. So it, so it is on us. And we can do these things incrementally. We can do them at the ballot box. Uh, I, I will never understand. Yeah. We, we, we've had Marcus Garvey. We've had, uh, you know, the, the miseducation of the Negro. We've had this for years that have told Car- us Woodson. our dollars and our the Carter G. Woodson. So at, at some point, it has to become a part of your DNA to go after these things. You can't continue to look for, say, a Michael Jordan to tell you it's important to come out and vote for Harvey Gantt. Why does black people, nobody else needs this, uh, this, this quote-unquote role model to tell black folks to turn off, to turn off the television and vote. Uh, because what we, what we don't, when we don't do what we're supposed to do, we pay for it in spades. You know, we can sit here and, you know, this becomes an echo chamber again. Well, black people ain't doing this. Black people ain't doing that. The thing is, you've got to, we've got to do, we have to do what we have to do collectively. You know, look, look at our city. Look at how poorly yeah. our children are treated in the school district of Philadelphia. They, they, they have to That's buy true. 50,000, you know, you, you know. They're not buying, over Montgomery County, they're not needing somebody to give them $5 million to purchase computers so our kids can do online learning, so their kids can do online learning. So it's a lot of things. And yeah. I, think, I think we're Let me get, yeah, direction. yeah. But, but go ahead, go ahead, Chris. Yeah, I'm sorry. I got. I got I'm sorry. I got. I got to get to Mama D from West Far from Far West Philly. I'm sorry. And I got. And then. And then. But you know, you you make a good, a good point. Go ahead. Go ahead, Miss. Go ahead, Mama D. Peace and blessings to everyone, and thank you so much for this opportunity. I'd like to say ditto to the brother who just spoke. Ditto to a uh, brother Robert Robert before him, and also to brother Mo. We have to use our financial abilities to stop this foolishness because these people only understand when they are feeling some pain. They are not feeling any physical pain. So we have to make it that we show them where they can feel financial pain. But aside from that, brother, and I, I want to share some additional information with you. I'm hopeful my number came back or came up, so feel free to call me. But I need for you to know the history of the Yeah, I got, I got, I got about, I got about two minutes though. I got, about, I got, I got a couple of minutes left. I waited all that time. 
uh, I mean, you know, this, this, this isn't fair. You need never to use that term again, voodoo, because you need to understand the history of that. Right now, uh, the voodoo religion, and I know the priestess who did it, is recognized in the states as a qualified religion, and it has a 501c3, just as these other religions do from A to Z. The problem it was is that the people of Haiti were the first in the West to free themselves from slavery and in bondage. And so they want to use voodoo as a bad word, as a bad term. But it is a very spiritual and legitimate religion. But next time, no. please, brothers, give me a chance, because y'all talk for five and ten minutes, and you won't even need <laughs> to. I know. I, I, I know, Mama D, but, you know, we got we to gotta pay. I got I to gotta get ready for the next guy, so I apologize for that. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we have come to the date. John, first of all, I want to say, yeah, you, you make a good point. I mean, all those things that that you made, John, is, is in our hands. I mean, same thing. And even, and, and even when... And, and even when it comes down to jogging, you know, maybe we do need to be out there for each other just to make sure, you know, do what Huey Newton and them did, you know, make sure monitor us, make sure the cops don't go out there shooting us. Ladies and gentlemen, we're out of time. I want to thank our guest, John Mitchell. I want to thank Melanie Eversley. And I want to thank all you called today, including Mama D and Rob from North Philly, Maurice from Southwest, everybody. If I didn't name you, thank you for calling in today. We had a really great show today. We will see you next week on the Chris Murray Report on WRD 96.1 FM, 900 AM. We'll see you next week. Kiss the sky. Kiss the sky. No reply At home, alone, contemplate Got to try You're never completely ready to adopt a teen For late nights writing English papers For your teen's music taste For dinners, where they talk more on their phone than with you For the first time, they call you mom You're never completely ready to adopt a teen and you can't imagine the reward. To learn more about adopting a teen, visit AdoptUSKids.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt US Kids, and the Ad Council. Overcoming great challenges like COVID-19 requires great cooperation. This is Dan Hilferty, CEO of Independence Blue Cross. Most of us never imagined we'd be facing an outbreak of this magnitude. But in the face of this challenge, hospitals, public officials, and business leaders have come together. Through effective cooperation, these leaders are taking steps to keep us safe. Slowing the rate of infection from the virus will help hospitals care for those who need attention most. Remember, stay home, leave only for essential needs. Stay informed from sources like the CDC or Department of Health. Take a break from watching the news. Stay well, exercise, and practice self-care to make sure you're physically and mentally fit. In our great region, we have a tradition of caring for each other and cooperating to get things done. We'll do it again now. For more, visit ibx.com slash COVID-19. Together, we will beat COVID-19.
Hi, this is Councilmember Mark Squilla. Right now, the best way to show brotherly love and sisterly affection is by keeping your social distance. If you and I keep our physical distance from each other of at least six feet, we can lessen the chance of spreading the coronavirus to each other. We also want you to wear a mask if you must go outside. Wearing a mask does not replace the six feet distance, but it will protect you if you're in close proximity from others. This is the kind of brotherly love and sisterly affection we need right now. Keep our physical distance to stop the spread. To receive updates about what Philly is doing, text COVID-PHL to 888-777. Thank you and stay safe. We are progressive and proud and interactive. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at OnWord. This is Word Radio, 96.1 FM and 900 AM WURD, Philadelphia. Streaming live at wordradio.com. The views and opinions expressed by the guests, listeners, and hosts of any program on Word Radio do not necessarily reflect those of ownership, management, or advertisers of this station.